What's up and welcome to the Happy Healthy Girl podcast where we cultivate a safe space to have authentic conversations that support you in becoming your highest freaking self, promote the discovery of a deep self-love and pump up your confidence. Tackling everything from spirituality to dating to general life lessons, this pod is a conversation between us gal pals in our late 20s trying to navigate what the fuck it means to adult and live our lives to the fullest. Keeping it candid AF as I continue to grow with you all too. Get ready to laugh, get ready to learn, but most importantly, get ready to embrace your authentic self un-a-freaking-apologetically. Ready, girlfriend? Let's jump in. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Happy Healthy Girl podcast. Today we have another awesome guest. This is Jordan. Welcome, Jordan. I'm so grateful that we were finally able to make this work. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation with you. It's been a long time coming, but the yes. universe finally aligned us. <laughs> I agree. It was like, nope, not yet. Eh, not yet. Okay, now. <laughs> Right in the middle of Mercury retrograde. Let's yes. go. <laughs> Let's do it. Amazing. Well, I'll let you introduce yourself to the community. Share a little bit about who you are. What do you do? My pleasure. Yeah. So I define myself as a celibacy and shadow work guide. That really involves guiding people along their shadow work and celibacy journeys. Celibacy. For me, was really something I started exploring after continuously losing myself in relationships. Mm-hmm. My heart was broken after a three-month fling, and I was just beginning my solo traveling journey. And, you know, celibacy really for me was not about just not having sex, right? right. It was this intentional decision of removing myself from partners, mm-hmm. of healing from my past, and really ultimately becoming the partner that I wanted to date. And so now I have the privilege to work with individuals one-on-one and discovering that aspect of themselves. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. And we connected, I think I found you on Instagram first. And then are you also on TikTok? I am on TikTok. I actually... I started talking about celibacy on TikTok last year in October. Yeah. So we're coming up on a year now. And then wow. I started sharing that over to my Instagram community. So now it's just kind of all out there yeah. <laughs> online. And so, but it's beautiful. I, I feel like, you know, social media is great for connecting and creating yeah. community and having, you know, opportunities like this arise. Absolutely. And thank you so much for being so open and vulnerable and really, truly brave to share. Because I imagine this was quite personal at first um, to be open enough to share it with people to be like, no, this is something important that's that's bigger than me. Did you always have that sense that when you were starting into your cellist, oh my gosh, I can't talk today, journey, um, that it was going to be something more than just you? Absolutely not. (laughs) So I didn't actually share about my celibacy journey while being celibate. It actually took me two years Mm -hmm. of really working on finding my voice again. That comes from a lot of just traumas in my childhood and to being open about my celibacy journey. So I started sharing about it um, last year in 2021 and I practiced celibacy actually in 2019. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of shame around my celibacy 
because of kind of the stereotypes around the mm-hmm. word celibacy, correct? And so I hid it from other people. And also I feared judgment from others. Mm-hmm. But as I kind of continued working on myself, my shadow work, I really started owning, like, it was a huge aspect of my yeah. healing journey. And so much of why I can have the conversation now, I can be confident in it, I can guide others on their journey yeah. is through that work of discovering and releasing the shadows that really held me back from using my voice. Yeah, that's so wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like now it's, uh, and maybe because of some of your work, I'm almost certain that now it's more of a trend for women to say like, no, I'm taking a break. And it's like almost like a source of pride. And I love it. I love this trend. I'm like, yes, we don't need to be defined by a partner you can take time for yourself. There's no shame. There's no guilt. And I myself, I'm 27 and I have just, it's such a beautiful variety of where different friends are at in terms of their personal journey. And there's no like, there's no judgment. I mean, there's still some personal, not personal, but outside expectations, but it's much better than what it was. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, like society does a really good job at telling us that our partners are better half or they're they're our other half, you know, all these little terms that kind of really ingrain this belief that women are more worthy, right, Mm -hmm. when they're in a relationship or it's just this programming, right, that we have to kind of break out of to realize that we are worthy on our own and actually mm-hmm. to experience that in a relationship is even more abundant than this kind of story that we're told. Yes. And what I love about, you know, the the empowerment and the conversation mm-hmm. that's happening, especially on TikTok, it's really it's it really quite fascinating yeah. to see how much it's grown. I'm like, yes, I love yes. it. Like how I see it is women are feeling empowered to choose themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They are they're practicing courage of really going on this journey alone mm-hmm. right because that's what many of them are choosing to do mm-hmm. and to acknowledge kind of you know traumas aspects from their past that have defined them mm-hmm. and choosing to see growth yeah and that's so expansive like i think anyone's sharing their journey can be an expander for others i that is so beautiful. There's so much juice in what you just said. That was so lovely. I'm just nodding <laughs> along. That's wonderful. I I um, gave a speech, not speech, a talk a few weeks ago, and it was about empowerment in women and confidence, and I shared a story about how I feel that the world started to try to put me in this little box, and it my first like conscious memory of this are Disney princesses, like all the Disney princess movies and how the princess is like incomplete basically until the prince comes and saves her and she can't save herself. And I mean, Disney's gotten better. There's new ones and um, that show a more empowered female. But that is my experience was always just seeing like, oh, okay, immediately like in every story, in every Disney movie, it's always the princess and then the prince comes along and then all of a sudden she's, all her problems are gone, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And it goes deeper than that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that. that's what our own experience is. And then you have your family projecting their beliefs onto you. And yeah. as women, we carry a lot of that mm-hmm. on us. And some feel pressured to have to start and create families. You know, it's just all these things that we're dealing with that 
when you choose yourself, you begin to see all the stories that have been told to you. And then you finally get to create your own. Mm, That's so beautiful. So if someone is, they're kind of in a solo season, or maybe they're finding that they're going into relationships and they're coming into the same cycle kind of over and over again in relationships. So they're starting to think, okay, maybe I need to change. What would be your first kind of advice for them to start a little bit of a shift. My advice always starts with setting an intention. Mm. I used to struggle with setting intentions because I didn't know what I needed, Mm -hmm. right? Like I couldn't verbalize what I needed in a situation. So then therefore it was hard for me to project of why I was even doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you are someone that kind of struggles with setting intention, really look at what you're wanting out of going celibate. Mm-hmm. I always recommend for someone that's really wanting to explore celibacy is first to create the intention mm-hmm. and then create a set of rules that don't like keep you in the box, right? Don't mm-hmm. really suppress you to be in a certain way, but kind of set the standards for you to begin this journey. We're human beings. We operate by having set kind of what's another word, not rules, but just, you know, we like steps. Yeah. (laughs) Expectations. Exactly. So I always recommend start with the intention. What Mm -hmm. are you really wanting to get out of celibacy? Right. Like I said earlier, for me, it was an intentional way of removing myself from partners to become the person that I wanted to date and to heal from my past. Yeah. That can be your intention, too. You know, and so yeah, start there. Start there. First steps. That's I could go on all the steps, but I would no, say that's, that's a great first step. step. So turning. So first step is to turn inward and ask yourself, like, why is celibacy something that intrigues you? Possibly, like, what would be the intention behind that? So going in. Yeah, first. when you. Yeah. And when you think of, you know, kind of going on this self-loving journey, what comes up for you, right? Right. Because we can talk openly about celibacy and the benefits of it, but some people do have past traumas around even the word celibacy based off of what institutions have been projected onto them, right? right? So if that is something that you're dealing with, redefining celibacy as abstinence is also possible. I personally don't get too logistical about celibacy abstinence for me I define it as celibacy Mm -hmm. but I do think if you suffer from those past traumas Mm -hmm. then redefining it can really help you move forward on the journey that's beautiful I like what you said there so in just reflecting back I am in a wonderful relationship now with a very beautiful man and I feel very fortunate um but reflecting back to the time that I wasn't in a relationship two big things that came up for me um when I was going through all of it and trying to heal and trying to grow and trying to spend some time on my own is I found that I was constantly looking for a partner out of fear and also looking for validation. And I know I'm not alone in that. So if I was coming to you and those were my two big things that just kept me like going on the same cycle with men and it just wasn't working out, what would, what would you give me? Like what would advice would you tell me? <laughs> so much. I relate. I relate so much. So as you are saying that, yeah. I saw so much of myself in your story. What I would recommend is really exploring the possibility of going mm-hmm. celibate, of really exploring these aspects of 
why do you feel the need to be validated through these partners who are most likely not serving you, right? No, yeah. It's fulfilling this aspect of you, but it's really not serving your highest good. Right. And also this fear, like, what are you in fear of? Are you in mm -hmm. fear of really being alone? And what does that bring up for you? This is why I love integrating shadow work into celibacy, because... Yeah your shadows appear in relationships most often. Mm -hmm. And when you remove yourself from partnerships, from relations, it's an opportunity to really bring up these shadow aspects that you maybe haven't fully wanted to acknowledge. Right? <laughs> we know it's there. Yes. Like we know that this man is not deserving or this woman is not deserving, mm -hmm. but we settle because Maybe there's a shadow belief that that's what we're worthy of. Right. Um, and so it's it takes courage and vulnerability to be very honest with yourself mm -hmm. to, to go on this journey. And that's why mm -hmm. I always go back to if you're practicing celibacy, it's actually a really courageous act. And Absolutely. I should also clear that the shadow, I guess I didn't really explain what that was before yeah. I just got into it. So really the shadow is um, the shadow self is coined by Swiss psychologist Carl Jung. Mm -hmm. It's essentially the parts of ourselves that we have denied, suppressed or hidden. Mm -hmm. It's the aspects that we don't really love about ourselves. And we have been taught through society, through family, through our own experiences that they're not acceptable. Mm -hmm. So we kind of shun them away. But it's important to acknowledge the shadow because mm -hmm. 95% of our reality comes from our subconscious mind and your shadows live within your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So your reality is dictated by the shadow beliefs that you carry. So that's why it's important to really explore shadow work. <laughs> so powerful. I love all of that. And I have done a lot of work and I'm continuing to do work. I really don't believe the work is ever done. You just uncover more. Never. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so never. For, for myself personally at that time, the validation was coming from um, a little hurt inner child that I have two younger sisters and we're very close in age. My middle sister has some special needs. So almost like immediately in my life, my parents' attention was not on me. I was shipped off to my grandma. I love my family, by the way, parents, grandma, all of them. But as a little child, you don't fully understand, right? And you take those experiences into being like, oh, I don't get to spend time with mom and dad. And I can recall that the only time I did get attention was when I was like doing the chores or getting good grades. So I think <laughs> that validation really comes from like, I wanted to feel worthy and I wanted to feel loved. So as I grew up, I started to look for that in um, male partners. And it just like, I just had to start reminding myself, like I am worthy exactly as I am. And I am worthy of a lot more than just like subpar conversation or subpar dates, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I hope by you sharing that other people remember that mm -hmm. about themselves too. You know, it's like really what you described was this early childhood patterning of how you received love mm -hmm. was to really excel like in good grades. Like I hear that often. I got good grades and I got rewarded. Right. And yes. that, that was love. Like how we perceive love when we're a child is like celebration, hugs, yeah. treats, whatever. And so we do anything that we can do to get that validation because really our human needs are to receive love, right? Yeah. To be loved. Absolutely. And so really it's just a patterning that you repeat and you repeat until you become so aware of it that it's not serving you. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, 
wait, oh, <laughs> where is this all coming this? from? Yeah. Got to backtrack it all, right? Mm-hmm. That's really powerful that you were able to identify it and to kind of transcend beyond that patterning. Yeah, I'm still working on it every day. I try to remind myself that I am worthy of love. I'm worthy of everything that I could ever desire and, and more. And um, it also manifested, I realized, to share a little more of my story, um, in being like the responsible older sister. So that's another way that I could receive validation was if I was taking care of my sisters or if I was uh, like driving my one sister to hockey sometimes or um, my middle sister like getting her dressed for school. And so I found that I was going into relationships with partners where they needed someone to take care of them. So I thought Mm -hmm. that if I took care of them, they would love me and then I was then worthy. And once I figured that out, whoa, it was a big game changer. We were, our standards went from like here to way up higher. (laughs) Of course. Do you, as, as someone that speaks from now being in my first healthy conscious relationship, yeah. do you find those old patterns of like taking care in your relationship now? And how do you kind of recognize and then integrate to not fully fall back into that old patterning? Absolutely. I'm with, so Mark is my partner and Mark and I are very open and honest and we have lots of conversations. So whenever I'm feeling something come up from the past and it could be like something simple, like he's leaving his socks on the floor and I just start to con- like, just pick them up subconsciously. But inside I'm like, why is he leaving his socks on the floor? And it's causing me a lot of anger. I'll just tell him, I'll say, Hey, this is something it's bringing this emotion up. Could you please just put your socks in the basket? <laughs> but we also talk through like, why am I feeling that? And we were very, it's very beautiful. I love that we're able to have those honest conversations and that I can really express my feelings. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's that's the way we do it is I just try to catch myself. Oh, like, why is this emotion here? Why am I still bottling it up? I need to just tell him what this action is making it me feel and I'd always try to own the feeling as well like I never try to put it on him because he doesn't know right like I don't know his past traumas or whatever it is and he doesn't know all of mine yet so right right I love that that open communication in a space to feel safe and seen and heard yeah is that a common one that you typically find is validation people look for that in others yeah, it's the validation and it's the, the feelings around worthiness that mm-hmm. comes up for a lot of women when it comes to really like stepping into celibacy is like the first step, right? And then as you kind of work through, like I have an online course that supports you through your journey and eventually, you you know, you do get to the end of the course and it's like, okay, if you really want to step into dating, then mm-hmm. I fully support, like yeah. step into dating. Like this, this, it's a beautiful way to learn about yourself to really you know, establish boundaries to practice communication skills to get more clear about what you want. And that sometimes is where the resistance comes up, Mm -hmm. you know, because again, we're human beings, like we like to put in the work, have success, Mm -hmm. and then put a little work, have a little more success, you know, and then what happens at the end, I actually have to apply everything that I just practiced and that I healed. You know, so it's that really deservingness. And that's a lot of what's kind of built into the course as well. It's like, how can you actually embody Mm -hmm. this person that's really wanting to call in your ideal partner? Because a lot of the course also is about really becoming more clear about what that who that person is. Yeah. Oh, it's so important to become 
aware of who you are drawing in, why you're drawing them in, and then who are you actually desiring and how can you step into the version of you that is ready to bring that person in because you can only meet people like as far as you've gone yourself, right? Like in terms of your healing and your growth. That's something. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, oftentimes if you don't feel worthy of calling in this person, then it's like, okay, how can we work on your worthiness and to get you into the space of really magnetizing yourself to attract that partner? You know, my goal with guiding people on their celibacy journey isn't to teach them to be forever celibate. It's to use it as a tool, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, most of us, I don't want to generalize, but most of us want the relationship. Most of us want to be in companionship, you know? So I love having that as the goal because, okay, that's what we're in desire of. Right. And is there, would you say that there's a recommended time to practice celibacy? Like, is it like a month or there's no real set time? It just depends on your progress and how you're doing through it all. So I don't teach time okay. in my celibacy. Um, this is really because for me personally, I don't not care, but I don't really care about how long you're celibate. What I care about is your intention behind it and what kind of self-developmental tools are you practicing while celibate. Mm-hmm. Because that's really the work of celibacy is working on yourself in that time. If someone tells me, which they often do on TikTok is, you know, I've been celibate for 13 years and I'm like, that's amazing. First of all, congrats. But also I do have a question mark in my head. What are you doing for those 13 years? And, you know, I, at least what I've witnessed, my course is six weeks long. So, okay, so that's the that's the timeline for someone being celibate as I'm guiding them on their journey. Right. However, you can cram so much shadow work, self-developmental tools, self-care, self-healing into those uh, six weeks. Mm-hmm. Or you can spread them out over years. Mm-hmm. You know, it it really depends on your own journey. If you're guiding with me, then yeah. I say six weeks up until you're ready to start dating again and you choose to end your celibacy. And in your journey, did you find the most resistance at the very beginning? When did you, and when did you feel that resistance kind of ease a little bit? Because it really is, it's a shift in in mindset, a shift in habits, like a a whole cycle is basically, you're trying to push it away. Yeah, it's a whole lifestyle that you're you're changing, right? Especially if you're so used to dating. Like I was very, very always had someone yeah on my phone a dating app I was always contacting with you know always always connected so easy there are so many options (laughs) exactly so I constantly had somebody there so actually I would say that you're actually very empowered in the beginning of your celibacy journey Mm. because you find you make the first step and then you're just like high on yeah choosing yourself right I would say the resistance actually comes in around month two month three is Mm. when it starts to get a little hard a little boring like what am I doing you know I actually broke my celibacy five months in so I guess that you I would say that was when I experienced the most resistance um and that was really you know breaking my celibacy with a one-night stand with a man that I really self-abandoned with Mm. um with that I learned the deepest lesson Mm -hmm. that that man reflected everything that my father 
was in my childhood emotionally unavailable and I was still trying to fight for that love and I did it with that partner and I'm so thankful for that breaking of celibacy because it taught me that I've always actually been emotionally unavailable Mm -hmm. and that was just a mirror right in front of my face wow Wow, that's so powerful because people are they are they're just mirrors for ourselves so we if we take the time to notice what's being reflected back to us, that can be a huge moment of growth. A huge moment. And that's why, you know, I, I'll never shave anyone. Shame. I say that. I thought I said shave. <laughs> shame anyone <laughs> for breaking their celibacy oh, because, yeah. again, it goes back to what lesson can you learn from that? Mm-hmm. And there's always something to learn from our actions. And so I think if you can kind of reevaluate your intention at that whenever resistance comes up for you you know resistance comes in a lot because of fear of loss or fear Mm -hmm. of change Mm -hmm. and so if you can have that pause that self-reflection with yourself of am I really just scared of what is becoming because Mm -hmm. that new version of me I have no familiarity with Mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable with that unknown and so am I really just fighting my old pattern coming up or is there something deeper you know so I always really encourage that self-reflection whenever resistance comes up wonderful thank you well how could people get connected with you and do some amazing work with you yeah they can connect with me either on tiktok at jordan jepp that's j-e-p-p-e same username on instagram um i have a private community online space called mariposa that's where i host all all my online courses you can do celibacy with me you can discover your shadow i have a boundaries course that i just released um and within this private community i host bi-weekly meetings and Mm. so we all come together it's a really supportive space judgment-free and it's really important to have this community online while everyone's going through the same journey so that's how i would recommend finding me beautiful and i'll make sure to link all your things in the show notes so people can just easily go and connect with you right after this episode thank you so much for coming on jordan this was such a beautiful conversation thank you so much for having me much love Thank you so much for picking the Happy Healthy Girl podcast and listening all the way to the end. We think that you were freaking amazing, pure magic, and guess what? You're one step closer to embodying your authentic self. And we know that because you're here tuning into a personal development podcast. So proud of you, girlfriend. If you have the time, we would love if you left us a review. Share with us what you loved most about this pod, but most importantly, share this episode with a gal pal of your own that you think would love it too. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay authentically you. Love you. Bye.